I thought I was done talking about Kanye West. I really did. I didn't think the brother could sink lower than he did before. But he did, y'all. He did, y'all. First things first, this is about truth telling. I have no agenda. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what No Mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? Breathtaking a move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> Rarities occur in life. It happens all the time. And I'm no exception. But I tell you something that is foreign to me. I tell you something that does resonate with me in a way that I'm not accustomed to. That's me admitting that I may have been wrong. It's not something I do it very often, ladies and gentlemen. Because the reality of the situation is most of the time I don't believe I'm wrong. Not even a little bit. But I'm a human being. I'm flawed in the eyes of God, just like anybody else. Imperfection is not my middle name. And when it comes to Kanye West, that certainly applies here. Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy with Stephen A. Smith, a podcast that comes at you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on most occasions. We made an exception this time around because Kanye West is percolating in the news. Now, I did something on Kanye West October 10th. And at that particular moment in time when Kanye West was making news all over the place, I was of the mindset that, you know what, yo, listen, y'all, y'all can complain all day till the cows come home. You can't touch him. He's worth $6.6 billion, according to some publications. To Forbes, I believe it was worth about $7 billion. If the man's worth $7 billion and he never has to worry about another, paying another bill in his entire life, how the hell are you going to touch him? He's got 31 million followers on social media, combining that with the 18 plus million he's got on Instagram. And I was of the mindset that, you know what? What you going to do about it? That's just when he irritated people. That's just when he got on people's nerves. I think it's safe to say he did a little bit more than that now. And ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you something. I don't enjoy this. This is a black man that's been incredibly, unbelievably successful. But when you're wrong, you're wrong. When you're incendiary, you're incendiary. When you're insensitive, you're insensitive. And when you seem oblivious or indifferent to history and the impact that it has on any group of people in this world, black, white, Jews, Gentile, it don't matter. Latinos, Asian Americans, or whatever. You got to be called on the carpet for it, especially when you don't seem to have an apologetic bone in your body. And that's where we are with Kanye West as we sit here right now. Because, ladies and gentlemen, excuse my language, but this shit is bad. This is really, really bad. 
what he has been doing. Now, if you remember, on October 10th, as I alluded to, I did a podcast on Kanye West. Not to defend him or anything like that, but just to send a message. He's not going away. And this is after, you know what? I commented on a controversial and anti-Semitic statements he wrote on Twitter, if you recall that time, when he said, Death Con 3 on Jewish people. Remember that. That was the impetus behind my doing that particular podcast. I even ended that particular podcast by saying, not dismissing or absolving him from any of those vile comments, but repeatedly saying, he's not going away. Y'all, Kanye's not going away. Worth $6.6 billion, just like I told you. Twitter, 31 million. Instagram, 18 million followers. Too damn influential in this day and age. And when you've got that kind of reach over social media, and you've got that kind of following, ladies and gentlemen, my mentality was in this day and age, there ain't a damn thing you can do about it. Because you can't compromise his quality of life. But after the stuff that's been going on, I got news for you. I feel a bit differently. You know why? Because clearly it's not about the money with Kanye West. It's about the ability to have a voice. A voice that's going to resonate to the masses and be heard by all. So much so that they're receptive to it in a fashion and in a way that can't dilute his reach. Well, I'm seeing evidence that says to me, people are challenging that. They're saying, wait a minute. Since October 10th, this brother Kanye West has not only refused to stop talking, he just keeps getting more brazen, digging a deeper and deeper grave. And as a result, people are cutting ties all over the place. And I got to admit, I didn't see that coming. I really think I really did it because especially in the United States of America, which is the only place I've ever lived. The bottom line is if you make people money, they're going to flow with you. They're going to flow with you. Let me tell you on October 10th, I thought that way. It's now late October and, 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 and I've modified my thinking to some degree to say the least. Let me count the ways on October 10th, Kanye West suspended from Instagram. Following his suspension on Twitter for using the anti-Semitic language, Instagram then followed suit after West shared an exchange he had with his friend, a black man, P. Diddy. During that exchange, he continued with this hate language, saying, I'm going to use you as an example to show the Jewish people that told you to call me that no one can threaten or influence me. So P. Diddy can't have a mind of his own. He can't just be looking out for the brother. He got to be influenced by the Jewish community. So not only are you dogging P. Diddy, you're implying, by implying that the only reason he's talking to you is to appease Jewish folks. You're implying Jewish folks have an agenda and they reached out to P. Diddy to influence you. That's one of the many strikes. He was supposed to be on the shot with LeBron James and Maverick Carter. And we know how sensational they are. Not just as an athlete as LeBron James, not just as a businessman as both of them are, not just as philanthropist as both of them are, but really, really good dudes. The shop, uninterrupted, announced they will not be, this is on October 12th, two days later, two days after October 10th, they announced they will not be airing an episode filmed early in the month citing hate speech Kanye West used during the taping. In a statement, Maverick Carter said of the episode, quote, 
Kanye was booked weeks ago, and after talking to him directly the day before we taped, I believed he was capable of a respectful discussion, and he was ready to address all his recent comments. Unfortunately, he used the shop to reiterate more hate speech and extremely dangerous stereotypes. That's from Maverick Carter and the shop. It gets worse. J.P. Morgan Chase, that's a bank, y'all. We know how Kanye West feels about his money. We know how he feels about economic empowerment. We've heard him allude to that on many, many occasions, which means that the relationship you have, that you ingratiate yourself with a bank, is supposed to be something that supports you. It's supposed to be something you embrace. It's supposed to be something you gravitate to and you want to make sure you nurture to help grow. What does this man do? He speaks in such a fashion that the U.S. banking giant J.P. Morgan Chase sent a letter to Kanye West informing him they are ending their relationship. This is October 13th, the day after the shop announced they were pulling that episode. They're ending their relationship with the rapper and his Yeezy brand. The letter said the bank is giving West until the 21st of November to transfer his business. They don't even want his $6.6 billion or $7 billion, whatever report you want to leave. A bank is saying... Keep your billions. Think about that. A bank is saying, keep your billions. New York Times. Deal book confirmed that West's account is being closed. Listen to what Kanye West said in response. Hey, if you call somebody out for bad business, that means you're being anti-Semitic. I feel happy to have crossed the line of that idea so we can speak openly about things like getting canceled by a bank. He later called himself the richest black man in American history. And then added, I mean, what good is having billions of dollars if you can't get your damn money? Okay. Oh, it gets better, ladies and gentlemen. A week after my October 10th episode, five days after the shot canceled his episode, four days after J.P. Morgan Chase, a bank, said we don't want your billions of dollars. Chris Cuomo. News Nation, formerly of CNN, has Kanye West on his show as a guest. West joined him on News Nation. The conversation became heated as West continued his rhetoric that Jewish people are the reason for his bad business deals and for the backlash he has received. I thought the brother was worth billions. What do you mean? What bad deals? How many bad deals did you have if you worth $7 billion? How many bad deals did you have if you worth, if you calling yourself the richest black man in American history? How many bad deals did you have? What do you mean? Which way is it, Kanye? If Jewish folks are at fault for the bad business deals that cost you money, how are you saying that while bragging about being the richest black man in American history? Which one is it? Either they helped you or hurt you. They helped you or they hurt you. Pick one. They did both? That's what they did? Really? Really? <sighs> it's just hard, ladies and gentlemen, to record a sinking ship taking place, a Titanic taking place before your very eyes. But this is unavoidable. It's just too much evidence here to veer away from anything else. At one point, Ye yelled over Cuomo after he attempted to correct him that Jewish people in the industry are out to get Kanye. Quote, you can't tell me what to do or feel. First of all, Kanye responded. Chris Cuomo is sharp as attack, brilliant at what he does. Say what you will. The brother knows what he's talking about. 
Chris Cuomo's the real deal now. This is not a dummy. It's a Yale graduate. Brother's a governor. Father was a two-time governor. It's Chris Cuomo now. What did he say? I know that I can't basically tell you how to feel. But I can tell you what is wrong about what you say. Wait, bro. Wait, bro. Kanye yelled out. Bro, hey, don't do that. La, 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 la. Literally, that's what he did. La, 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 la. Like a child covering their ears, not wanting to listen to it. Petulance at its height on national television. Ladies and gentlemen, that same day, October 17th, Kanye was on with Nore, N-O-R-E, Nore. Not only did it was called Drink Champs, not only did Nore have to apologize, they had to pull the episode. Why do you ask? Because the day before on October 16th, the day before Kanye appeared live with Chris Cuomo, Kanye appeared on the podcast Drink Champs with Nore, the rapper. Kanye continued his hate speech and claimed that Jewish people, quote, own the black voice. Kanye, I thought you said nobody owned you. What, you ain't a brother now? What, you, 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 know, you, 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 you became white without us knowing? Excuse my language, y'all. That wasn't your black ass we saw on these TV screens? That wasn't your black behind we saw talking to all of these folks? Spewing this stuff? I mean, what do you mean? Own the black voice. You said they don't own you? So, Jewish folks own black, the black voices all over America and all over the world. But they let you slide. They let you get through the cracks. And you the lone voice of freedom, huh? But you Harriet Tubman now? You Frederick Douglass now? You Marcus Garvey now? You Kuta Kente now? That's who you are? Really? Really, bro? I mean, you can't make this up. You can't make this up. The next day, the Drink Champs interview was removed from YouTube. That's October 17th and revoked, which, by the way, is owned by P. Diddy. Norway, in a conversation with Hot 97 Speeder Rosenberg, my buddy, I know Mr. Rosenberg very well. He's on the Michael K. Show on ESPN Radio in New York. Great guy. Plus, he's on Hot 97 in the mornings. Got two jobs. Earned them both. He apologized. Not Peter Rosenberg. Norway apologized. Talking to Peter Rosenberg. He apologized for giving West that platform. He said he regrets that he did the interview and that he conducted it in the way that he did. He went on to say, quote, as a black man, I feel like I failed. As a human, I feel like I failed. But as a journalist, I think I succeeded. As a journalist, you're not supposed to have an opinion. You're supposed to let people talk. And my biggest critique I get on Drink Champs is Norway's always cutting people off. And at one time, I didn't cut the people off. Essentially, look what happened. I'm finishing his sentence by saying, look what happened. Ladies and gentlemen, the next day, Parler. I don't know if y'all know what Parler is. It's a right-wing friendly social media platform. Parler caused waves, seeing how it's a haven for alt-right and anti-Semitic content but his plan to acquire the site to further his hate speech following his suspensions from Twitter and Instagram might be a strategic error and financial loser, according to some. 
Since it's banned from the Google and other app stores, Parler has struggled to build an audience. According to Similar Web, an analytics company specializing in web traffic, Parler's ranking compared to other conservative platforms have been falling over time. It saw just over 1.2 million visits in September compared to sites like Gab with over 12.8 million visits. According to data analytics from Apptopia, it has just 40,000 daily active users. That pales in comparison to Twitter's 237 million daily active users. Last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, as if he didn't have enough by having the Jewish community and its ire aimed in his direction. He pissed off the black community. Because on a now deleted episode of that same spot, Drink Champs. Kanye West claimed that George Floyd. Y'all remember George Floyd? Who was on the streets with a knee on his neck from a cop by the name of Derek Chauvin, who was ultimately convicted of murder. Kanye West literally went on that site, that podcast, Drink Champs, and said that George Floyd died from a fentanyl overdose and pre-existing conditions instead of Derek Chauvin's knee on his neck. Ladies and gentlemen, video showed Derek Chauvin's knee on George Floyd's neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds. According to Kanye West, that ain't the reason he died as he was laying on the ground with a knee on his neck, literally begging for his life, saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Oh, no, according to Kanye West, he had pre-existing conditions, fentanyl in his blood. Ladies and gentlemen, fact of the matter is, George Floyd wouldn't have died if there wasn't a knee on his neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds. How could you see that happen to a black man on video and say something else was the reason he died? You have any idea how insensitive you have to be? Ladies and gentlemen, George Floyd's family obviously is pursuing this through legal action. Can you blame them? They just watched Alex Jones with the rhetoric that he was spewing. Have a judgment against him that equates to nearly one billion dollars in damages that he's going to have to pay, according to the courts. And there's more coming for him. Because of his insensitive remarks about how the Sandy Hook killings, when those little children, six years old, seven years old, five years old, along with teachers, were murdered. Murdered by a psychopath. I'm calling the guy a psychopath. I don't know his background. I don't care his background. Anybody that would kill children is a psychopath. Period. I don't have to investigate and dissect all of that stuff. I believe in the death penalty in certain cases, and that's one of them. Whatever's more vicious. I don't give a damn what mental health issues that person allegedly may have had, purportedly may have had. You killed children. I have no sympathy for you. Zero. What Kanye West said was damn near comparable to that. Black people go through a lot. Jews, Jewish folks go through a lot. Latino folks go through a lot. We live in a society where there's a lot of pain circulating throughout our society, and we understand that. What in God's name would possess you to try and add to that? Because you have this insatiable appetite to be heard, to make sure that your truth is heard and embraced and adopted by others. 
$7 billion ain't enough. Making your music ain't enough. Having freedoms that 99.9% of this world could never enjoy ain't enough. What could you possibly have gotten out of staying a statement like that about George Floyd? First of all, nobody wants to hear it because we don't believe it's true because we saw a knee on a man's neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds. You got two eyes. You write music. You create content. You're brilliant at what you do. You're an artist. You're a fashion. You're, you're a fashion guru now, supposedly, with your Yeezy brand and all of this other stuff. I mean, come on, bro. You didn't know. You couldn't get that. But you got to say it anyway. And that's why Roxy Washington, the mother of Floyd's daughter, George Floyd's daughter, announced she's hired a team of lawyers to go after Kanye, his business partners, and his associates for harassment, misappropriation, defamation, and infliction of emotional distress. And guess what? How could you possibly say she doesn't have a case with the damage he has caused? Ladies and gentlemen, you know what the sad part about it is? I've been talking to y'all for 21 minutes straight. And I got more. I got a whole lot more to say. I need to take a break just to catch my damn breath because of the nonsense this boy, this young man, has been spewing. Kanye West, bro. Brilliant, brother. Brilliant. What the hell is the matter with you? We'll talk about that next with Stephen A. On No Mercy in a minute. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? Welcome back to No Mercy with Stephen A. Smith right here. Obviously, I felt compelled to take another. The only reason I really tackled this issue is because I tackled it on October 10th. So because I tackled it on October 10th and I thought that, you know, my dialogue was right on point until the nonsense that Kanye West has been spewing ever since has taken place, I felt obligated to revisit this discussion and let everybody know where I stand. It is a podcast after all. I ended the last segment by telling you, this ain't even the worst of it. I mean, that's the worst. I mean, it's bad. It's bad. And I'm looking for some level of defense to associate with him. But the reality of the situation is how can you do it? How can you do it? Howard Stern, the great Howard Stern for Sirius XM Radio, incredibly powerful voice, titled the king of all media on the Sirius XM Radio show, slammed Kanye saying, I'm tired of people excusing his behavior by saying, well, he's just mentally ill. This is so depressing. I mean, Kanye West used to be fun crazy. Now he's like Hitler. Kanye West is being compared to Hitler. Do I think that's a bit extreme? Of course I do, because Kanye West didn't kill six million Jews. Kanye West didn't commit mass genocide. So I'm not going to go that far. But I could tell you that Howard Stern has a right to be pissed off. This is some alarming stuff. John Stewart. John Stewart got a lot of friends in the black community. John Stewart is a zealot for what he believes in. I challenge anybody to find somebody more committed to helping out veterans and first responders than him. 
I mean, John Stewart's reputation speaks for itself. You might disagree with him from time to time or whatever, but his passion, his fervor, he's highly intelligent. He cares. At his core, he seems to be an incredibly decent human being. I've only met him once in my life. It was an honor and a privilege to meet him and shake his hand, but I only met him once. Kanye West earned his scorn. On the most recent episode of his podcast, The Problem with Jon Stewart, Stewart spoke out against West defenders, noting that if the man is mentally ill, then he's not sure what medicine could stop him from being anti-Semitic. Quote, I don't know what drug you could get that could make you not believe there's a cabal of Jews controlling the flow of information from your mouth to the public. Ari Emanuel, for those of you who may not know him, William Morris Endeavor, one of the leading agencies, one of the leading talent agencies in the world. He is a co-founder of that agency. I'm talking about the Ari Emanuel from Entourage. The, sh the show Entourage was based on Ari Emanuel. That dude. And ladies and gentlemen, in the interest of full disclosure, because Kanye West might be critical of me at this, guess what? He represents me. I know Ari Emanuel personally. He's a friend. Mark Shapiro, the president of WME, he's a friend. I know them personally. So let me just throw that out there. I can assure you they would be the first to tell you they don't even try to control my voice. They don't have a shot. We'll argue back and forth. We agree to disagree or whatever the case may be. But I know them both. I respect the hell out of them. And I know how brilliant they both are. And I know how powerful Ari Emanuel is. I was just in his office weeks ago, having lunch with him, Kanye. Did that make me a sellout now? I wonder how many Jewish folks you sat down with while you were making your billions. Were you a sellout? Or white folks, were you a sellout? When you were making your money? But I digress. Ari Emanuel. One of the biggest names and players that could deliver a blow to West's empire is the CEO of super agency Endeavor, Ari Emanuel. He is calling on companies to stop doing business with and end their relationships with the outspoken rapper. He wrote in a Financial Times op-ed quote. Those who continue to do business with Wes are giving his misguided hate an audience. There should be no tolerance anywhere for West anti-Semitism. This is a moment in history where the stakes are high and being open about our values and living them is essential. Silence and inaction are not an option. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why Ari Emanuel is not on this podcast right now is because he is in Abu Dhabi conducting business. He texted me an hour ago. He couldn't make it. Because I was going to have him on to talk about this. Extensively. In fairness to Kanye West, not that he deserves it, but because I'm a journalist at heart and fairness does matter, let's point out that despite all that he has said, there are still some who are saying things like, how is what he said anti-Semitic? Or it sounds like he's complimenting the Jewish people by saying they're in control of media, Hollywood, and the banks. Is he really, really wrong? 
others are saying he may not be wrong when he says there are several Jewish bank owners or Hollywood producers, but his remarks are in fact anti-Semitic and dangerous. Number one, I have this little pet peeve. I can't stand when other communities try to jump in the face of a community telling them what they should find offensive and not. I am not Jewish. Jewish people have the right to tell me what is anti-Semitic and what is not. Period. I have no right to define what is offensive to any Jewish person on this planet any more than any Jewish person, any white person, any Latino person, any Asian American person, anybody has the right to tell me what I should find offensive as a black man or what we as black people should define as offensive to us. I am very, very big on communities telling other communities, fall the hell back. We will define what is offensive to us. We will define what we believe we should be offended by. And we will deal with people as a community in our own way, rather than you deciding how we should do it. All I've ever asked is that those same communities that have that position feel the same way when black people say that. And we good. If you want to spew the N-word and you want to speak about us in derogatory and incendiary fashions and black people want to define what is offensive to us and what is not, if you ain't black, stand the hell back. Stand down. We will decide. We will define. Not you. That's what Jewish folks are saying. But there's a greater message in all of this. Something that needs to be said. Because you see, in studying a little bit of your history, and I'm certainly no historical aficionado, particularly when it comes to the Holocaust or when it comes to the plight of Jews throughout history, you don't have to know much to know that the plight for Germany involving World War I was blamed on Jewish folks by the Hitlers of the world. They blamed Jewish folks. Remember, after World War I, they went through a, a recession greater than most of us have ever experienced in our lifetimes. Poverty and desolence everywhere. And they blamed the Jewish community. Accusing them of controlling economies and having control of banks and ostracizing Germans from aspiring to new heights and ultimately achieving them. They blame Jewish folks for that. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, most people will tell you that it's what instigated World War II because it's what instigated the Holocaust. It was justification that Hitler used to essentially try to exterminate the Jewish people. Six million Jews were killed. The Holocaust is real. History tells us that. Now, I was born in 1967. I wasn't born in the 1940s and the 1930s. History tells us that. It is universally understood and recognized. Period. And guess what rhetoric was being used? Jews controlled voices. Jews controlled banks. Jews controlled the economy. 
Jews were looking out for themselves. That's the rhetoric that was used to galvanize Germans against Jewish folks. That's what history says. And what the Jewish culture, from my understanding, has done and has been insistent upon doing is making sure that folks never forget what instigated the Holocaust. That's why they're up in arms over this with Kanye. If Kanye knows nothing else, you have to know that. So why don't you care enough? Some would say, oh, Stephen A, he's mentally ill. Is that why you snatched the VMA award from Taylor Swift and announced to the world on stage that Beyonce was really the one who deserved this award? Embarrassing Beyonce, embarrassing Jay-Z and compelling the president of the United States at the time, Barack Obama, to call you an asshole? Because that's what happened. I don't know. All I know is that even if Kanye may not have intended any real hate or harm, and obviously that's doubtful at this particular moment in time based on his language and the words, the fact of the matter is those language and those words are important. The idea and stereotype that Jews are in control of certain industries is the exact language that was used leading up to one of the most horrific pieces of our world's history, which is the Holocaust. Period. It was a justification and a rationalization used to exterminate millions of Jewish people following the Great Depression. That's what history tells us. Last time I checked, Kanye wasn't born in the 30s or 40s. He wasn't an eyewitness to what transpired. What's he reading? What's he talking about? Where's he getting his stuff from? I don't know the answer to that question. But I do know it's a dangerous thought process that still leads to various hate crimes today. Listen to the Jewish community and they will tell you the common Jewish sentiment of never again refers directly to the rhetoric that Kanye is spewing. It's deep rooted. And there's no way around it. Many American non-Jews aren't fully educated on this. I know I'm not. They're taught about the Holocaust and horrific actions and death toll, but they're not taught about what led to it. I just gave you an indication of what does. And by the way, Kanye West. This is my podcast. I own it. I control the content. And one of my producers who works under me is Jewish. I'm his boss. It's not the other way around. And you know what I did, Kanye? I asked him, what did your words mean to him? Because I'm not Jewish. He is. Now, your argument about blacks being Jews and all this, I'm not getting at all of that. I don't know the specificity of your beliefs. All we know are your actions. And we know that you've been hurting for a long time, particularly after the passing of your mother. My heart goes out to you. I had the pleasure of meeting you once. It was great to meet you. I think you're a brilliant artist. And I know you're still in pain because I lost my mother and I'm still in pain every day. But as the saying goes, hurt people hurt people. Yeah, that might be true. But you know something? Hurt people don't have to hurt people. You can learn 
You can do things differently and you can shine because of it. Kanye West, you're one of the people who taught us that because you do things differently. You've been more successful than almost any black person on the planet. And now that you've got the success, look at how you're acting. Acting like you're getting your rocks off from hurting other people. Taking people down mentally and emotionally. Elevating nothing but their ire against you. Acting like it's going to do you no harm. I'm here to tell you something, brother. You are wrong. And you know how I can prove it? I can prove you're wrong just by taking you into consideration. You like to speak. You like to be heard. You like to know that your words, your content matters and that it provides food for thought, consideration, and ultimately incentive for somebody to modify or elevate or alter their lives in such a way that's indicative of how you think and how you feel. My brother, you are on the verge of extending yourself to a place where you are as meaningless as they come simply because you'll be despised. Because even if a scintilla of your words was deemed as being truthful in someone's eyes, they would still ask, why did you feel it was necessary to say those things? And when they do that, they're only going to be able to draw one conclusion. That you didn't care about hurting other people. People who may have done nothing to you. And once they draw that conclusion. No one's going to want to listen to you. And at that moment, you may find yourself in be feeling every bit as imprisoned as R. Kelly. Not by a literal jail, but by a mental and subliminal jail. Where you talk, but your words are dismissed. And nobody is truly hearing the words that are coming out of your mouth. Just because it's you that they're hearing it from. I sincerely hope that Kanye West can get it together. But I got to admit, I'm sincerely doubting he's going to pull that off after this. Folks are coming for him now. And they don't care about his money. They care about his voice. They want it silenced. And guess what? They might be able to pull it off. And there's not a damn single one of us that's going to be able to say or do anything in his defense. Because when we tried to warn him, he accused us of being puppets. Stephen A., signing off. Thank you for your time. Grateful for it, as always. Remember, you don't have to know sports to know mercy. But if there was ever a time somebody needed mercy... It might be this time with Kanye West. Whether he deserves it or not is another story to be decided by the very people he decided to hurt. Think about that, y'all, before we open our mouths moving forward. Maybe first we should try opening our hearts 
and might guide us a little bit better than our lips. Peace and love. Until next time. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts. Guess who's got a memoir coming out, ladies and gentlemen? Yours truly, Stephen A. Smith. It's entitled Straight Shooter, and it's available right now for pre-order. I have signed these books, just so you know. So you can visit straightshooterbook.com to order your autographed copy today. In the book, I talk about my life before ESPN, growing up in Hollis, Queens, New York, how sports proved to be my salvation. I talk about some of the mistakes I've made in my life and my impact on the world of sports. The book is called Straight Shooter, and it's written to help motivate you to overcome setbacks that maybe prevent you from reaching your dreams. So go right now and order your autographed copy of my memoir, straightshooterbook.com. Don't wait. It's entitled Straight Shooter. Check it out. Don't miss it.